Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, January the 6th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a four-game NBA main slate that starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern this evening. Uh, Happy New Year for any of those just uh, joining in here after this busy first week of 2022. Hopefully you've been along with us. We've had a very good hot streak here at Coach Talk, and we're looking to continue that momentum. So uh, if you'd like to join us, jump in. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. There are multiple different uh, options for membership. We'd love to have you there. Also, um, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, a quick thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and a quick comment. Uh, that combination of those three things really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. If you're listening to any of our audio podcast landing spots, including Amazon uh, Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them, uh, just a quick five-star rating and a comment. We pull all of those at the end of each month, and we give away a full one-week membership, all access to Coach Talk. So, Uh, do that. You've got uh, the rest of the month here to join uh, that competition. All right. Um, We're excited to go after it today. Uh, Yes, wild. Uh, An 11-game slate, all kinds of changes. People in, people out. Uh, We had built around trade, to name a few that were scratched. So the nice part was we did a lot of late swapping. We set it up in case we needed to. Uh, having those three games all at 10 o'clock definitely helped. We made a lot of, of pivots. We went to the Joker, who smashed like always, and uh, it was it turned out okay. It could have been better, but uh, tonight we're going for that optimal top lineup for sure. Uh, if you're not familiar with us here at Coach Talk, we hand-build our lineups. We utilize every method in the business. We uh, use crunchers and optimizers. We use uh, projections, ownership, uh, everything available in the industry, including what we think gives us an edge, and that's really the the coach's eye. Our, we watch a lot of games. We look at player movement, player uh, development, coach tendencies, you know, just attitudes on and off the bench, all the things that give that little edge that doesn't show up in the statistical column. So once we combine all that together, Uh, We provide every night for our members a DFS coaches clipboard, which is unique to the industry, which gives you a five-man core and a group of other players to choose to finish out your DraftKings lineup. We give out full uh, cash hybrid lineups for both FanDuel and Yahoo, and also a full lineup for GPP on FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, some really good success. Now's the time. Jump in if you want to make 2022 the year that uh, you become a DFS star, then this is uh, where you want to start. All right, we're going to dive into these four games today. A lot easier than the 11 games yesterday, but still a lot of news, a lot of things going on, that's for sure. Um, Take note that the first game is 30 minutes later than normal. So you have a 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, start lock for the main slate, which is always nice to get that extra 30 minutes. It certainly never hurts. 
And uh, then tomorrow on Friday, we we're back to the big slate, which of course I love those big slates because I think it gives us a bigger edge, but it is a nine gamer. So today's four gamers, very intriguing though. Um, the first game, as we said, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, it's the Boston Celtics against the New York Knicks. Um, it's the second night of a back-to-back -back for Boston. That's something definitely to, to take a look at. And the Knicks are on an island game. Uh, Boston is favored by one and a half, and it's the lowest total by a lot uh, on the board. It's only 207 and a half which is very low. Uh, it's 104.5 implied for Boston, 103 for the New York Knicks. Um, coming into this game, um, <clears throat> we've got Boston at a record of 18 and 20, the Knicks 18 and 20. So two, two teams really scrapping for a position in that Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. Uh, not a ton of news in this game, which is nice to know. Roderick Thomas for the Boston is questionable, and Peyton Pritchard is out. Everybody else full strength for Boston. For the Knicks, Nerlens Noel questionable, which is important, but we know that Rose and Walker, the two old guards, are out. Um, interesting. Not a whole lot of changes here, so it gives us a good, strong look at it. The tough part and the reason why it's such a low total is uh, pace of play here, terrible. Boston 22, Knicks 27. And then on top of that, the defense is pretty good. Boston 7th, they've really uh, tightened it up on defense. Knicks uh, right in the middle of the pack, 16th. So let's take a look here. Any value plays, what we can take from this game. Um, the question is who definitely is going to be starting for the Knicks. They made a few changes, uh, juggled the lineup a little bit. Right now, we're projecting Burks, Fournier, Barrett, Randall, and Gibson. So between Gibson, Robinson, and then with Noel uh, being questionable, back into that nightmare of trying to determine the center points, I think Tibbs just likes to split those up and not really count on any one particular person. But Burks at 5'9", his price has come back down. You know, he's coming off the bench a few games, I think is certainly in play. Uh R.J. Barrett at 6K is at least reasonable. Julius Randle at 10K against that Boston defense is a little bit tough, but certainly a guy that, that has the potential uh, you know, to go 6-7X, there's no doubt. But to get to that, he'd have to have 60 to 70 fantasy points and uh, not a real easy chore against uh, a decent Celtics defense. So more than likely not using that as my payup uh, today. On the Boston side, you know, now that you've got such a deep bench, uh, it really gets tough. First of all, you have Brown and Tatum. So there goes that fun of, of having one or the other with one guy out. And then you also have Horford and Williams, and some of their backups have returned. Grant Williams uh, and his freedom. Uh, so, you know, you've got full strength here. Not a great game. Boston's also on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, as I mentioned. So just a terrible game, really, to focus on. I think a lot of people will brush by this one, and I think it's it's deserved. Really, right now, if, if the game was to start uh, lock right this minute, Alec Burks would probably be the only uh, spot I would go to at that very uh, nice price of 5-9. All right, let's get on to a little bit better game here for sure. It's the Detroit Pistons and the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Uh, Memphis is favored by a big 13 points. They are playing good ball. Uh, 218 and a half total, 102.75 for the Detroit Pistons, 115.75 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Detroit comes in at a woeful 7 and 29. Grizzlies on a roll at 25 and 14 and looking like uh, a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. Uh, the emergence of John Morant as a tremendous superstar has really taken them to the next level. Uh, Detroit situation, we do have some things we want to uh, take a look at. Corey Joseph and Isaiah Livers are back today, it looks like, probable, uh, to, you know, very likely to play for both of them. Isaiah Stewart's the big question mark. He is questionable, and that would mess with some of these Trey Lyles minutes uh, that we've been getting and have been useful. So we need to watch that closely. Frank Jackson, unlikely to play. And then the two guys that we know are out are Grant and Olenek. For Memphis, uh, massive news on these two guys. Uh, we've got DeAnthony Melton and Dylan Brooks questionable. So before you can really shuffle the deck here on Memphis, we need that news. Because when Brooks is out, it does change a lot of things. Uh, Desmond Bain... Uh, who is unlikely to play, usually soaks up a lot of that usage. So if both Brooks and Bain are out, uh, then we've got some really uh, inf interesting information to talk about. But after Brooks and Melton being questionable, here's the, the tough one. The other two guys we normally go to, Anderson and Bain, are doubtful. So as of now, I'm counting them out. Um, and then Pons is also doubtful. Uh, Conchar and Xavier Tillman out. So a lot of bench issues there, and we'll get into that uh, here uh, with Memphis. So uh, as far as pace goes in this game, you've got two teams, decent pace, 10th and 11th respectively. Defenses, uh, nothing to write home about for Detroit at 23. Memphis is slightly in the top half in the league at 13th. Second night of the back, a back to back for Detroit. Part of that is why a lot of these guys are sitting or questionable. So we need to uh, follow through on that. That game, this game starts at eight o'clock. So it's 30 minutes after lock. Um, but there are, uh, there is another eight o'clock and then 10 o'clock game. So we, we will have the potential uh, for some late swap here as well. All right. Killian Hayes at three, four. Kate Cunningham at seven, nine. Uh, Diallo at 8-3 and Bay at 8-5. Those four guys are playable. Hayes, you know, more of a GPP, but he's getting decent minutes. Uh, but really, Cunningham, Diallo, and Bay, we talked about it yesterday. Same scenario. Do you go to the three of them, any of those guys? What combination? Uh, the three of them are really strong DFS players, but their prices are rough. 7 9 3 and 8-5. You know, you really can only make your one selection here. And really, that selection is going to come down to whether Dylan Brooks plays or not on the other side of the ball, because that changes the entire defensive scheme uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. So if, if Brooks is out, Cunningham's going to be a target for me, uh, Diallo as well. And I think that is going to be a, a much more uh, viable spot if Brooks sits. So we're going to watch that closely. Uh, Trey Lyles, like we said at 5K, is a good play if Isaiah Stewart sits again. 
If he comes back, I'm not going to look at either guy there because it looks like more of a split uh, going forward. Um, on the Memphis side, you know, with some of these guys sitting, John Morant is one of my favorite payups. He's 9-2, uh, somewhat of a plug-and-play for me here. I just think, you know, the the pace is good in the game. Detroit's defense is, is not good. If Jaw is a little shorthanded with some of his bench guys, uh, he's he's been unstoppable. And uh, at 9-2, I think that's extremely fair on DraftKings. I think he's a 10K player at this point. Um, after that, again, the news on Brooks at 6-2 is interesting. You can 6-1 uh, on Jackson is always a risk, but he has a chance of smashing. Uh, a 5-4 Adams is sneaky, uh, pay down center. Uh, going against possibly a combo of Lyles and Stewart. So he'll have them outsized by a decent amount. So he's a sneaky play today. Um, you can even go cheaper with uh, Killian Tilly at 3-2. If Milton is ruled in at 4-6, he's a good play. Uh, if all those guys are ruled out, Tyus Jones is a great play at 4-1. Uh, they play him alongside Jaw. Uh, they both played in the backcourt together recently uh, when they were a little shorthanded guard-wise. And then again, as the, the deck shuffles with who's in and out for Memphis, Brandon Clark has a tendency to show up at times. Uh, GPP only for me, but he's 4-4. So a decent game. I, I'm going to have uh, probably a good amount of exposure in that one. All right, the third game, 8 o'clock, uh, second night of the back-to-back -back for Golden State. Uh, they got drubbed by Dirk, retirement night for Dirk. I hope a lot of you out there had a chance to watch that. They they uh, put it on NBA TV as well. Fantastic ceremony. Now he can be here full time and help me out uh, with these games. So uh, it was good to see that the Mavericks stepped up, rallied around uh, the retirement for 41 and uh, really drubbed the dubs, if you will. But now we'll see how are they going to bounce back. Second night in a row on the road. Uh, Steph could not drop the ball in the ocean, which are not words that I'd normally put together. But, man, did he shoot the ball poorly. Uh, good defense, though, on him, but he just missed a ton of shots. So this is going to be fun tonight to see how this pans out. Golden State is only a two-and-a-half-point road favorite, which is surprising to me. It's a 213 total. 108 implied for Golden State, 105 and a half for the Pelicans. And again, this is an eight o'clock game. Golden State comes in at 29 and eight, Pelicans at 13 and 25. The news on the Golden State side, we have questionable tags on Iguodala and Porter. Neither one of them played yesterday. Uh, we also have a doubtful tag on Mr. Curry. So he is probably not going to play in this game. The question will be, can Golden State rise up uh, and win without him after uh, losing last night? Uh, Thompson and Wiseman remain out. We've known that for quite some time. Uh, nothing of note for the Pelicans except the three guys that have been out remain out. That's Luzada, Sadoransky, and Cheeseburgers Williamson. So this is going to be a fun game. I'm, I am very intrigued to see how this plays out. You've got the uh, Golden State with a 14th pace, the Pelicans 20th, so just slightly below average. 
Golden State with that number one defense and the Pelicans at a woeful 26 defensively. So the obvious is without Curry, there's a million percent of usage that goes to other guys. So where are we going to look to? Uh, we've got some phenomenal prices. Golden State's going to be highly owned tonight. Let's just face it. Jordan Poole at 5'8". He takes 10 million shots. He thinks he can make it from the stands, I think, at times. Talk about a green light. But if he's hot, he can bring down a slate. At 5'8 is a great price. Gary Payton at 4'8 is a terrific price. Wiggins at 6'8 is going to probably be my go-to guy here uh, to pick up the slack with Curry being out. Draymond Green has been playing well at 7'7. Uh, certainly a, a strong consideration. After that, you know, there's a combination of guys from the bench and then the starting center that you can at least consider just because there's going to be uh, you know, a, a lot more uh, usage to go around to these guys. Looney's 3.9, Iguodala 3.8 if he plays, Porter 5.5 five, five if he plays a little too pricey. Damian Lee, not bad, 3.5 off the bench. Um, but really, you know, Toscano Anderson, Kaminga, all those guys, just not worth it to me. I think the focus is on Paul Payton, Wiggins, and Green. Uh, and having a couple of those guys is the direction that I'm going to go. The Pelican side, you know, they're more healthy. So they're going to have a little bit, bit more sharing of the basketball here. Uh, but you have some fair prices. Uh, Devontae Graham, 5'9", Josh Hart, 6'4", Herb Jones, 4'5". I think those guys are all pretty cheap. Uh, good chance uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker comes back off the bench at 3'9", as well as Garrett Temple at 3'6". They both played decently in uh, backup time uh, when guys were out. Uh, Center-wise, Joe Val, a little pricey at 8-8. Uh, he's been getting backed up by Jackson Hayes at 3-3. Hayes is getting a little bit more of that backup play, but not quite enough to roster him. Uh, not sure I want to go up to the big price on Joe Val. Now, Brandon Ingram is 8-1, but to me, watching him recently, I just don't think he looks right or else his head's in the wrong space. I know he's fought injuries and he's been in and out with COVID stuff and everything else. But Andrew Wiggins is a, is a plus defender. Uh, the last few years, he's been terrific. So I'm not really interested on in Ingram at 8-1. Now, can Ingram go for 60? Absolutely, uh, if he gets hot. But I'm just not going to use my pay up. I'd rather go for the cheaper Graham Hart or Jones. So definitely some exposure here. I think that the, the uh, monster value on the slate is that group of Golden State Warriors with Curry being uh, ruled out. Probably he's doubtful. All right, last game. Biggest uh, game on the slate for total. It's also two hours later, so it sits all by itself. So not going to have the luxury of really, you know, any consistent late swap here unless you really plan it out with one guy to the other because uh, there's no secondary game. So you don't want to get yourself jammed up in that way. We've got the, the Clippers at the Suns. Phoenix is an 11-point favorite, 221 and a half total. It's a 10 p.m. game, both teams' island game uh, for each one. 105.25 for the Clippers, a nice healthy 116.25 for Phoenix, which is the biggest on the board. 
The Clippers come in at 500. They're 19 and 19. Phoenix at a stop 29 and 8 have now uh, pulled even uh, with the war Warriors for the best record. They're both 29 and 8. <clears throat> Big list here for both teams. Clippers, questionable for Batum and Boston. Two rotational guys, so we need that info. A lot of guys out. George, Hartenstein, Kennard, Leonard, Preston, and Zubots. For Phoenix, we already know all the guys that are out. Aiton, Crowder, Kaminsky, McGee, Nader, Sarich, and Shamit. So big outs for both guys here, both teams uh, feeling the brunt uh, of COVID. So as far as from the statistical look at this game, we've got uh, the Clippers 13th in pace, Phoenix 5th. That's why you've got the highest total here. The only problem is it's a little scary because you have two of the four best defensive efficient teams in the league with the Clippers being fourth and Phoenix second. So, you know, you've got pace versus defense. Some of those really good defenders, though, are out for both teams. So I, I'm looking more at the pace than the defensive prowess uh, based on that. Um, a lot of different ways you can go here. You know, you've got decently priced, mid-priced guys up and down the board for the, for the Clippers. Right now, uh, just as a, a guesstimate of who's going to start, uh, the prices are, are great. Jackson, 6-1. Bledsoe, 5-8. Mann, 4-9. Morris 5-6 and Abaka 4-4. All five guys playable. Let's just face it, they are all playable. If any of these guys are in, we know Coffee is at 4-3, but Batum at 4-2 and Brandon Boston at 3-2 and then Justice Winslow at 4-1. Those guys could all get strong minutes in the rotation. So want to get a little bit more clarity there, but I love all the prices for the Clippers and I will have uh, probably dual uh, ownership with a couple guys on that side of the ball. Uh, sort of the opposite for uh, Phoenix as far as the backcourt. If you're going to pay up, you're going to have to pay a, a decent price for Chris Paul at 7-3 and Devin Booker at 8-7. Uh, not bad prices considering their potential. So they're in play. Uh, I also like the other three projected starters prices here, and this is where I may go as well. Uh, you've got 4-9 Mikhail Bridges, 5-3 Cam Johnson, and sweetheart Jalen Smith, you know, with the two bigs out, with Aiton and McGee out. Jalen Smith is the man. He's only 5-3, and he has the potential to be one of the highest-owned players on the slate. So dual 2v2 two, two two for me probably in this last game. And I'm loving this slate. I know it's only four games. I usually cry and moan when it's two, three, four, five games because I like the big slates. But I just love the pricing here. And it's not like we're having to go down on value to these 3K guys that we've never heard of that just got signed to a 10-day or have been lifelong G League players. We can make fantastic lineups with established regular NBA players that are all mid-priced because the stars that they've played with have now been ruled out and their price hasn't increased yet. So you're going to see probably just one pay up from me to jaw and then filling in with mid-level 
to mid-level value all the rest of the way. So this is going to be a fun lineup. I think it's going to be a great slate, and uh, we're certainly excited to provide it uh, for you here at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, if you want to sign up, it's dfscoachtalk.com. We have as little as a three-day membership for 10 bucks, and it's a great day to try that out because you get all of our NBA action. Uh, PGA also tees off. We have our PGA lineups posted, so if you join uh, in time, uh, you, you can you play the PGA full slate. We also do a PGA weekend slate that we put out Friday night. And then tomorrow, again, is a full nine-game NBA slate uh, that we'll attack. So fantastic. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening and trusting in DFS Coach Talk. Uh, we'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>